I was 16 years old at the time, and Ludi was 12. The bomb went off at 10.25 in the morning. That's 4.25 in the morning in Illinois. We were all asleep. Before breakfast that morning, Ludi and I took our books and walked up to the cemetery to wait for trains, not knowing that Cookie was already dead, or close to it. I don't remember what book I was reading, but Ludi was reading Italo Calvino's Italian folktales. She couldn't get enough of those folktales, every one of which began with a king and three daughters. The two older daughters were always mean and ugly, but guess what? The youngest was always beautiful and smart and wonderful. We read for about an hour and saw a few trains, and when we went back down, Mama and Daddy were up and around, but we still didn't know about Cookie. After supper, Daddy was reading The Lord of the Rings out loud to Ludi and me. We were getting close to the end. Frodo and Sam had climbed up Mount Doom, followed by Gollum, and Frodo and Gollum were teetering on the edge of the crater when the phone rang. Ludi had been upset by the death of Thorin Oakenshield in The Hobbit, and Daddy'd promised her that no one really important dies in The Lord of the Rings. But things were not looking good for Frodo, and Ludi was nervous, and when the phone rang, she started to cry, You promised! It was Alison Mirsadiki, an old friend of Daddy's, calling from Rome to tell Daddy about the strage, which is Italian for massacre or slaughter. She was worried because Cookie had called on Friday morning to say she'd found an apartment and would be back that afternoon. Allison had spoken to an official at the city hall in Bologna. Cookie's name hadn't been on the list of dead or injured, but a lot of bodies hadn't been identified, and over 200 people had been injured. Everything was in chaos. Daddy was saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, on the phone in the upstairs hallway, and shouting for Mama to get on the phone down in the kitchen, and Ludi was still crying, you promised. I'd heard the story before, of course, and I knew that Frodo wasn't going to fall into Mount Doom, and I kept telling Ludi that everything was going to be all right. Daddy spent the rest of the evening on the phone, and the next morning, Saturday morning, he and Mama flew to Milano and didn't come back till the beginning of September. Classes had already started at St. Clair College, where my grandmother had gone to school and where Daddy taught Latin and Greek because Mama had some kind of breakdown and had to stay in the hospital in Italy. I couldn't remember a time when the house hadn't been full of students and faculty on Friday nights, reading naughty poems aloud in Latin, or putting on Greek plays, or just singing and making lots of noise to celebrate the end of the week. I couldn't remember a time when Daddy hadn't made pizza on Saturday nights. I couldn't remember a time when Mama and Daddy hadn't made love on Sunday mornings, staying in bed till 10 or 11 o'clock. I couldn't remember a time when Daddy hadn't told us a story and played his guitar for us every night, or a time when he hadn't been working on his book on the early Greek philosophers, which he was going to call the Cosmological Fragments. But when they came back from Italy, Mama needed to rest a lot, so we didn't have anyone over. In the evenings, she stayed in her study and read her Bible and religious books that Father Davis from Corpus Christi gave her. She tried to get us to read them, too, C.S. Lewis, G.K. Chesterton, Father Ronald Knox. On Sunday mornings, we started going to Mass at Corpus Christi. Mama sang in the choir and went to see Father Davis two or three times a week and helped him organize a novena, a series of prayer meetings at our house every Friday night for nine weeks in a row.